live. If you don't know the drill by now, you sure as hell should, so shame on you. This is episode 33 here of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. I'm Big Game Bob. That young lady behind the glass is none other than Miss Grace Ibrahim. We're rocking and rolling here. First podcast presented to you by Bro Bible, my good friends. Excited to get rocking and rolling with them, transitioning into a new studio, better equipment. We're excited for that. Most importantly, you are now not just getting Tuesday after Tuesday, you're getting Tuesday after Friday after Tuesday after Friday. Possibly Tuesday after Thursday, Tuesday after Thursday, we're figuring out that second day. Gotta keep the Tuesday. We'll keep you up to date on that. We are now doing a post podcast on BroBible.com, uh, written by myself. We'll kind of overview what what we went over. Also, going to be writing articles for them, which I'm ex- very excited about. I like to write. I like to write first article on BroBible.com by your boy is titled The Rise and Fall of LeVar Ball, and we pretty much just talk about where the hell, what the hell happened to LeVar Ball. Anywho, moving on. Grace Ibrahim for our first topic here. I think it's only right because it is classic overreaction Monday. Now, that overreaction Monday carries out throughout the week. It is the most ridiculous cold takes on any sports show, any you know sports radio you listen to. First thing I woke up to Monday morning, ESPN first take, Max Kellerman, Stephen A. Smith. First topic of discussion, who's a better athlete, Patrick Mahomes or LeBron James? Just ridiculous topics. I don't know how we judge that, how we grade that. Cross sports, doesn't matter. Nothing's off limit when it comes to cold takes this week. Now, I'm going to go ahead and start my cold takes. First cold take that I have that I absolutely agree with, I think when it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes will go down as a top five quarterback to ever play. I mean, this dude is straight out of a video game. He's just, he's on another planet. And the thing that he's got going for him is I don't see Andy Reid leaving Kansas City barbecue. I just don't see him leaving it. He's talked about how much he likes the barbecue there. I know it sounds funny, but it's true. I don't think Reid leaves the brisket on the table and just walks to another team. I think he loves it in Kansas City. I think he's an absolute genius. Having him and Mahomes for the next 10 years I think is going to be scary. If you're the GM of the Kansas City Chiefs right now, you do everything you can to keep the offensive weapons that you have. Of course, throughout the years, you're going to have to lose a couple of them, get rid of a few, but the only thing they should focus on, just tighten up that defense. You got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. You know, everybody puts Rodgers up in the top elite category. Cold cuts, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I'll take Patrick Mahomes' future over Aaron Rodgers' total career, when it's all said and done, I I think Patrick Mahomes is better than him. I really do. Next freezing cold take we have, I think that was one of the best Super Bowl halftime shows I've seen in my time. I can't tell you a better one. I thought Shakira absolutely brought the ruckus last night. I don't know where Shakira's been. I haven't heard her or anything. I don't know where she went. I don't know why. I just, you haven't heard of Shakira. Well, I got news for you. The young lady is back. 
and those hips were not lying Sunday night. Awesome halftime show. J-Lo did her thing as always. I loved it. I was so jacked up about it. I called my dad. I said, Dad, did you see that halftime show? He goes, yeah, you know, just, just, just wasn't for me. Game's been good. It wasn't for me. I said, what do you mean it wasn't for you? He goes, I thought it was just a little too raunchy. I really did. I thought it was a little too much, Rob, if I'm being honest. I said, well, Dad, it's it's 2020. I mean, this is what they this is what they do now. They put on an awesome show. What was your favorite halftime show? He goes, I thought Janet Jackson was very good. Janet Jackson? You think J-Lo and Shakira were too raunchy, but you're okay with Janet Jackson flashing 7 million people? She showed the whole planet her tits, Dad. Why is that not too raunchy? And he just, like, paused for, like, 15 seconds because he just, like, thought about it. He's like, yeah, you know what, Rob? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I guess it was a pretty good show, come to think of it. I said, all right, Dad, I'll talk to you after the game. Janet Jackson, that's what he backs it up with. You got to love it. Now, I'm not one to pat myself on the back here, Miss Grace Ibrahim, but that is exactly what I'm going to do here and more because Big Bob, if I don't say so myself— had a phenomenal Sunday in the betting department. Just had an absolute field day. First things first, a minute 58 seconds for Demi Lovato. If you saw her Grammys performance Sunday, which was the week before, you had to love that over. Uh, Excuse me, you had to love that under. I mean, Demi emptied the tank at the Grammys. Now, I kind of like the over because of how emotional she is out of the get. But after seeing this performance, she was crying. They had to restart the song. I think she gave everything she had into that Grammys performance where you kind of just knew that she was going to be, it was going to be a quick national anthem. And I was right on the money. You didn't even have time to take your fucking hat off to salute the flag. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming and the rocket's red glare, the bombs burning. I'm saying, holy shit, she is motoring. Have you ever seen somebody motor through a national anthem like that? I mean, Demi had nothing left in the tank. I, I mean, I knew from the first couple opening notes, slam that under. It hadn't. The over stood no chance. Absolutely none. But then the bet that I wavered on, because I just knew that San Francisco was going to run the ball. I mean, even even if it was a four, even if they were down fourteen nothing and it was the second quarter, they were going to stick to that run game. I thought the over was a little too high, which is why Bobby Unders came into play. Tripled down then and said, "Take Patrick Mahomes as the MVP." Chiefs minus one and a half, book it. But the main big shebang. And the brilliantly dumb faithful was there. They hear every word. We got to experience it together. People were sending me their betting tickets. Loved the value. Plus 450 on the Orange Gatorade. The NFL is an Orange Gatorade league. Always has been. Always will. Peyton's go-to Gatorade, orange. Michael Vick, orange. John Madden used to ramble about Orange Gatorade, All the time. It's an orange Gatorade league. Sure enough, Andy Reid took a bath in some orange Gatorade. Happy that we were all here to experience that. Cash in the tickets for that. 
just keeping this train right on rolling. Miss Grace Ibrahim, let's go ahead and keep this thing moving on. Now, this episode 33, I know we just had part of our sports segment. This is something we had to address. Um, shocking news with this Kobe Bryant. I, I happened to be on a plane from New York to Florida, and I, I can't remember a time in sports, Grace, where I've been more, you know, when you get news like that in any type of, I, I mean, I was just in shock. I was sitting on my flight. It's like I couldn't even move. It, it, it just, finding out Kobe Bryant passed away in a helicopter accident. You know, and then, and then details kept emerging. You find out that not only was he with his daughter, but there was, I think it was nine total people on the helicopter. I, I mean, I can't imagine what his wife is going through. And, you know, I, I, I did a little tribute to Kobe on my Instagram. I'd like to just go ahead and read the caption because that was the best way for me to kind of explain, you know, my thoughts on it. I, I think it, it narrowed it down. You know, for me, it, it, it was everything I kind of wanted to say and how I truly felt. I said, uh, and I quote, I'll be honest, I can't imagine a time, not just in sports, but in real life, receiving a piece of news that just left me speechless and barely able to move. I was on the plane from New York City to Florida and sat there for two hours just dumbfounded. As a kid, I was never a huge fan of Kobe. I always felt he had some sort of chip on his shoulder and was out to prove something. You grow up, watch him retire, watch the way players speak of him and the way they reacted to this news and realize that this is exactly what made the man so great and so well respected. He was as fierce as a competitor as you'll ever see. It leaves a pit in my stomach to try and even wrap my head around what his family is going through right now, losing a father, daughter, sister, and husband all within the blink of an eye. Life comes at you fast, smile, laugh, and take every moment in as it can all be taken away in seconds. That's the, the caption that I put. Again, that that was what I felt. You know, through the thing. Look, I, growing up, I happened to really, I didn't really like Kobe Bryant. I, I, I really didn't. Again, and as I said there, I just felt he had such a chip on his shoulder. I, I just wasn't a fan. He He's one of the first superstars for me growing up in the 90s that I really remember his career. Like, I can't really even say Michael Jordan because I was so young. So Kobe, for me, was like the, the, the first full-blown superstar that I can remember. But for me, you know, as much as I, I didn't like him during his career, I, I thought the most fascinating thing about him w was after his career. I mean, he just went full dad mode. He he was a family man. He, You could tell he had just matured so much, and it, it's just a shame. I mean, he was 41 years old, so a lot of life ahead of him. It, it's just awful, you know, and, and again, a tribute that, that needed to be brought up on the show, episode 33 here. In the meantime, Grace Ibrahim, let's keep this thing moving on. Grace, I'm on the golf course last week with one of my dad's friends in Jupiter, Florida. And, and let me be very clear. Jupiter, Florida is not a cheap place to live. So I'm on hole two with this guy, and this guy's just the All-American. Can hit the living shit out of a Pro V1. He's got the sports car. Then he's got the big SUV to pile in like ten kids, even though he's only got one. I, I mean... Just doing everything right in life. We're on hole two. And he gets a phone call. 
that his daughter slit her finger at school and it's profusely bleeding to please come over and pick her up. So he, he tells me, he says, look, do you want to just come with me? We'll come right back onto the course. I'll pay for your round. I'm so sorry. I was in no control at that point. I had to say yes. I wasn't even driving the cart. Yeah, I was his guest on the course. So by all means, let's go pick up your daughter. So we're on the way over there. He says to me, he goes, you know, for what we pay a year for her, you would think that they would be able to take care of this. They wouldn't have to interrupt our golf round for something like this. He said, well, if you don't mind me asking, what, 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 it's an elementary school. What are you paying? He goes, eh, it's not cheap, 60000 I said, sir, pardon my French. That's a fucking freshman year tuition at Harvard. You're paying 60000 for elementary school? I don't remember shit for elementary school. Could you imagine if my parents dropped 60000 on elementary school for me? I would never live that down. I said, for what we're going into for 60000 she should have a brand new fucking finger by the time we pull up in the parking lot. That, that index finger better be a mechanical one and can do all the operations that a regular index finger can do and more for 60000 There's not an in-house doctor. You don't, you don't have any, they don't have any premium band-aids over there. Perhaps some medical wrap wouldn't hurt. This is ridiculous. It interrupted our golf round. So we're driving there. I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck does this school look like? We pull up. It looked like a $60,000 a year elementary school. This thing was a campus unlike anything I've ever seen. There's kids, just six of them, piled into golf carts with their books. They're driving them class to class. There's about 10 different buildings. We didn't know what building she was in. I have never seen anything like this in my life. I mean, so so building one is where her social studies class is. She's got to go to building six to get to her math class. Could you imagine if she just happens to forget a pencil, which is a very likely thing that can happen at the age of five? So just in order for her to get her pencil back, she's got to hop on the A train to the 4 train, then hop on the 3 o'clock C train just to get back to her original building one from social studies class. She's got to then get the pencil, hop back on the A train, over to the 4 train, and then take the 3.30 C train to get the building 6 to social studies. Now, Grace, I had math class, social studies class, ceramics class, all in the same fucking classroom throughout high school. I never left the same classroom. I just stayed there. And I was one of those ADD kids to where the teachers didn't really have the right to fuck with me. Because if you did, it just may be a lawsuit depending on what the parents were. So if I fell asleep in social studies class, period one, they would just wake me up for math class in time for my quiz in period three. I just stayed in the same fucking room all day. The only time I left was to go to lunch or to go take a piss. This girl's hopping on trains like she's in Times Square. I mean, th- this is ridiculous. You you had to see this. I can't even put it in the words. How ma- I'm, Here's another thing to think about, Grace. What are field trips like for $60,000 a year? I was lucky enough to go to the petting zoo. I could see them taking just like a class trip. They're flying Emirates to Dubai to do an educational field trip on camels. We're just going to ride a couple fucking camels 
up and down the desert. That's our class field trip. That's 3K out of the 60 that you're paying. We have $57,000 left. What do you do with that $57,000? Fuck, I don't know. What are lunches like at that elementary school? Is it like a white tablecloth? Are there servers? I, I, I mean, this is all just something to think about. Yeah, folks, for today's lunch, uh, you could go ahead and put away your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that your mother packed. Uh, today's menu is going to consist of chili and sea bass over a creamy hollandaise sauce with a side of roasted caviar shallots. And to start you off, some broccolini. A, a five-year-old me in, in elementary school is, excuse me, sir, what the fuck is broccolini? Chili and sea bass sounds phenomenal, but what in the hell is this broccolini thing you speak of? Could you imagine what those lunches look like for 60 large? I mean, that, that that's just unheard of. Hey, sweetie, how was school? Uh, okay, my filet was a little overcooked. I asked for a medium rare, and it was medium. Now, that may sound ridiculous, but if I'm the parent of that kid, I'm calling into the school. You better, you better, you better fix my kid's fucking filet right now. Right now for 60000 Whoa. What is what does gym class look like at this school? These are all the the things wandering my mind while we go to get his daughter. I looked ridiculous. I was in my golf wear. I I I mean, in a pair of Pumas, walking by you know a bunch of elementary kids. Another thing you got to think. Forget about field trips. What does gym class look like at this elementary school? Oh, your son wants to be a swimmer? Okay, yeah, Michael Phelps actually does an hour every Wednesday here. So we'll go ahead and book little Timmy in for Wednesday with Mr. Phelps. Oh, you want to be a tennis player? Roger Federer standing on the clay courts that we have right now. He does a half-hour session every Tuesday and Thursday unless it's Memorial Day week. Oh, okay. Yeah, my son's just going to be slicing some backhands with Roger. Fuck it, why not? That's got to get my money's worth. That's another 8000 out of your 60 Now we're down to about 49 I mean, th- th- just just insane. On elementary school. <sighs> you think college is a waste? Oh, jeez. Let me tell you something. If I'm paying for my kid to go to that elementary school, little Timmy better come back. He better be fixing leaking faucets in the house, changing the light bulbs. Cooking dinner every now and then. Fixing my car, God forbid, it breaks down. You better know how to do that. I mean, just tough to figure. I don't know if this is a 2020 thing, but wow. By the way, her finger was okay. Finished the golf round. Not a great round, probably because it was interrupted by a bleeding finger. Anywho, moving on. All right, great. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna want your opinion on this. If not the brilliant unfaithful, please DM to me your answer to this. We had our original argument that caught a lot of traction in regards to parking spots. And should you pull? Is it more efficient to pull in front forward? I guess you would say into a parking spot or reverse it. I never understood why somebody backs into a parking space. I think if you look from a time perspective. And a level of difficulty perspective, I think it makes so much sense to go front in 
Don't worry about the exit. It's too easy as is just to back up and then yank it out of the parking lot. And a lot of people, a lot of people debated me on that and like to, to reverse back in. They say it's easier on the out. It turned into a big debate that I, I found to be very entertaining because it's a debate that nobody had thought about. Now, we're going to keep this one in Jupiter, Florida because I went out to dinner with my parents last week. And I found this very interesting because my mom got very upset. We went to a place that had all-you-can-eat ribs. For $16.99, you get all-you-can-eat ribs for the whole night. Phenomenal deal. So we went. I was going to get the all-you-can-eat ribs. Now, my dad did want to partake in the ribs. He would like to have some ribs. The only issue is he didn't want a full rack, and he didn't want the all-you-can-eat because they have phenomenal mahi. So he loves fish. So his theory, what he wanted to do, have me get the all-you-can-eat ribs. He then dives in on the mahi while being able to partake in a, in a couple ribs here and there. Okay? I don't see anything wrong with that. But you do have to think, is that something you address to the waiter or waitress? Or is that something you kind of do behind their back? So we went in and... <laughs> The guy could not have played his cards worse. We, we, we did the mahi, and then we did the ribs. The problem was he wasn't making a good enough effort to show that he wasn't having the ribs. He asked for an extra bowl to put his bones, which is never a good thing. He had barbecue sauce all over his face. He would continue to ask the waiter for more and more ribs, even though he wasn't the one that was supposed to be eating the ribs. It, it just, my mom got very upset about it. She was very embarrassed because the server could obviously tell. Every time the server would come by, he would, like, hide his bones and his rib under his coleslaw. So he didn't want to eat the coleslaw too fast because that was kind of his bunker to hide the all-you-can-eat ribs that I was supposed to be having. So the waiter would come by and he would just, like, dump it under a thing of coleslaw. It, it was, it turned into a fiasco. Because we had to always be on alert where the waiter was, when he was coming by. So, look, he got the best out of both worlds. Ma was not thrilled about this. So, what we're going to do is we're going to call into Ma. We're going to call the line into Jupiter, Florida. We're going to get her take on this. She feels very strongly about this. She doesn't know that we are calling. Let's just hope we could catch her right up to speed. And she still has that same fire in her belly on this stance because my dad stood very strong that he did not do anything that was unethical so i want your feedback on this in the meantime we're going to call into jupiter florida let's check in with ma all right folks so here we are we're going to call into ma to find out whether or not my dad ordering the mahi sandwich instead of the unlimited ribs was considered unethical let's call into jupiter florida now Hey, Ma. What's up? How you doing? Good. How was your day? Good. Played tennis. Did you? Yep. Did you guys win? Oh, it's a social game. I played with Jennifer, you know, your number one fan. When's the uh, when's the next match? Friday, Robbie. Always Friday. You're still rolling, Big huh? match coming up. Mirasol. Hey, Ma. Yeah? Sorry to catch you off guard here. <laughs> But you what are happened? actually live, episode 33 right now. Welcome to the Brown Leadum Show. 
I'm sorry. I know. I know. But I, I gotta ask your question on a week. I told you I was gonna discuss it. We, I gotta ask you live. Okay. Did the, you not get enough content while you were here? Ma, the question we have though that that I want answered is the other night was it technically considered unethical for dad to order the mahi sandwich and not get the unlimited ribs if he knew he was going to have the ribs? Yes. Not only was it unethical, it was highly embarrassing. Like, so what you would you say, there. how was it from your angle? Describe in, in your words what it was like being at the table. Well, first of all, going in, I knew it was a scam. I knew what you two were going to do, and you looked shifty-eyed even just walking in. And then, remember we sat down, Dad orders his little mahi sandwich, no bun, and, you know, like he's on Weight Watchers. You order the all-you-can-eat ribs, and then as soon as they've had the dinner, Dad looks over at the waitress and says, oh, he's ready for another rack. <laughs> <laughs> and then every time the waitress came by, you know, Dad would put his hand over the rib on his plate. And <laughs> one time he asked her for water and he had barbecue sauce all over all, his There finger. was barbecue sauce smeared all over his glass. All over. <laughs> It was just, it was just embarrassing. So, you know, it's all you can eat, not all dad can eat. But so, but would would you say that it's safe to say that him pulling that stunt is considered unethical? It was a scam. So a scam yeah. would pretty much be considered unethical, no? And then you remember he was upset because he didn't have a wet nap because his hands were so <laughs> cool. So he grabs a wet nap on the way out with his greasy barbecue fingers. There's no place for him to throw it away. Remember, he just threw it on a plate. He thought the lady had left. Well, you know, but you know what dad had a good point about, though, is if the, if the waiter or waitress does see that he's eating the ribs, what what is she going to do? Well. Like, would you have preferred when the waiter or waitress comes to the table that he be open with her and just say, is it okay if I have a couple ribs? You mean spare ribs? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean no. You couldn't agree to that. You you can't say uh, we're going to get one all you can eat or two. You can't do that. But so you would prefer to him to take the route that he did take and going behind the waiter's back on it? No, I would just say get the ribs next time. And then remember when she came over and asked us if we wanted dessert, and Dad put his hand on his stomach and said, "Oh no, I am full." <laughs> From his little piece of grilled mahi. And then, and then, so have you guys gotten over that? Is that something that is still going around I'm, the house? I, I will not go back. You won't go there on all-you-can-eat no, rib night, or you won't go time. back? I will not go with you two to an all-you-can-eat place, because remember you did it with the stone crabs? The stone crabs was a different story, though. No, I think it was all you could eat. One of you got, and remember, Dad had the stone crab on his plate when the waiter came by, and he threw his napkin over it. Like, that didn't look obvious. Yes, but I will say in his defense, he did not go as crazy on the stone crab as he did the ribs. And stone crabs are a lot easier to hide 
much more bang for your buck doing that. I, I think he, if he could do it again, I think he would have just also ordered the all-you-can-eat ribs to have to avoid going behind Let the waiter's back. You know, let's ask him. He's right here. Hey, oh, Mike. is he? Oh, bring him on. Bring him on. Bring him on. If you had to do it all over again. I just walked in and I uh, hear you talking about me. What's yeah, up? okay. If you had to do it all over again, would you get the all-you-can-eat ribs for one for your staff? What scam you do with Robbie? Well, I, I don't know if it's a, a scam. Well, how could it not be a scam? I ordered an entree. He ordered an entree. Yeah, but what did he order? Well, he ordered the all-you-can-eat ribs. So why but it wasn't all-you-could-eat ribs. It was all-he-could-eat ribs. I ordered an entree. I paid for an entree. So but you I didn't pay for ribs. He had plenty of spare ribs. I already used that. <laughs> but, but, Dad, Mom now says that she will not go back to the restaurant because of that. Do you think that's fair? Well, By the way, Dad, to... welcome to the Brilliantly Dumb Show, episode thirty-three. Happy to have you on. Oh, am I? Uh, is this live right now? Yeah, you're you yeah. are live at, as we speak right now. Oh, oh I, I didn't know that, Robbie. It's you, me, Robbie, and Grace on the one and two. So, okay. would you say okay. that it's safe for Mom to say that because of this, she will not go back to the restaurant? And do you see yourself going back since? Yeah, I see myself going back with you. <laughs> I mean, you know, if mom doesn't want to go, then uh, we can bring her back something. You want some ribs? We'll bring it back to you. The only problem I had, though, Robbie, is every time I smiled at the waitress, there was pork sticking out of me. <laughs> yeah, I had a problem with that. Or I had a problem with you throwing your wet nap in that lady's plate. So, so what? She wasn't done. To, to, look, to, to solve it all, and I'll end, I'll end on this, we're going to let the people decide... Should Let the people decide. Let the friends of the pod decide. We will go on the Instagram story on a poll on whether or not the stunt that Dad pulled was ethical or unethical, and that will solve that. Can you have a split screen Ma and Pa, and then a rib in the middle? Yeah, right. yeah, we we could do that, but I wouldn't be so sure that you're going to win. I, I'm honest about that. Robbie, I think I think most of your fans will side with me. Look, time will tell. Whatever I can do, sometimes we need the pod to help resolve these type of issues. I'm glad that this is going to help. This will solve it once or for all. Was was this stunt pulled by Pops ethical or unethical on the all-you-can-eat ribs? Anywho, moving on. My goodness, Grace Ibrahim, I believe it is that time. Call me on it if I'm wrong. But I believe it is that time that the young boys and girls, listeners, friends of the pod here on the Burnley Dumb Show, ask you just for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's the Ass Bow segment week by week, Tuesday after Tuesday, now sometimes Thursday and Friday. I have you fine folks file in. Let me know. You got something on your mind? Say it in the DMs. Call into the show. Whatever it may be, we want to know what you want to know for the Ask Bob segment. This first question here coming from Billy Staub out of Charleston, South Carolina. Bob, saw you back in your home state of New Jersey. What would you say you missed the most? Stop, that that's a that's a great question. I had to think about this one for a little bit. I, I, I think the common, most obvious answer uh, to that would be the pizza. I, I mean, the pizza is second to none, um, at a second to none price. 
It's just as as good as you'll get anywhere, and you can't convince me otherwise. So I definitely missed a good slice of pizza. However, what really surprised me um, the most that I really did miss sounds crazy, but a good bottle of water. Call me crazy, Billy, but there is something just so good about a good bottle of water. I hate when people say that all water is the same because it's not. To be quite frank, it, all water is not the same. It doesn't taste the same. Some waters have taste. I missed a good Poland Spring water. I really did. Like, to me, a couple waters that, that have a taste to them, Avion water. Not an Avion water guy. I find it just to have a taste. It's hard to describe what that taste is, but that's why if you don't like water, you just say it has a taste. Water shouldn't really have it too much of a taste. Not an Avion water guy. Believe it or not, not a Fiji water guy. I find it to be extremely, extremely overrated. I really do. Cypher Hills, the worst bottle of water around. Arrowhead, which is big out here on the west. You can't get a Poland Spring on the west. Arrowhead stinks. So what I did for you, Stubb, as crazy as this sound, I'm going to give you my top five waters. Going from five to one, one being my favorite water, number five I'm going to give to Dasani. Yes, it's filtered water. I get that. Dasani's been flying under the radar for years in the water game. Good product, good bottle, consistent. I like a good 24 case of Dasani water at times. That I have five. Number four, I'm going to give good old-fashioned Trader Joe's spring water. Not a great label. Not a lot of flash and flair to it. They don't need that. They're going to give you a good bottle of water at a very good price at Trader Joe's. Number three, I have Voss waters. Those big old tubes that they give you. Why do I like the Voss water? Very rare. Hard to find. It's a good water. It's The, the plastic on Voss waters are second to none. You feel like you're drinking glass, okay? Big Voss water guy, that's going to be number three. If I see it in the grocery store, I buy it every time, disregarding price. Number two, big smart water guy. Got to get the electrolytes in. Smart water gives you that in their bottle. Another great, great bottle of water with great plastic. Love the smart water plastic. It's big, can last throughout the day. You hold around the smart bottle water. It looks like you know what you're doing, like you got your shit together. Big smart water, guys, mostly in Whole Foods. I know that's a bitch, but when you see it, you grab yourself a smart water. Number one, again, what I said from the get-go, stop. Poland Spring Water, hands down. Takes me back home. Takes me through my childhood. Surprising that a bottle of water can do that, but it can stop. It absolutely can so probably not as elaborate of an answer as you were expecting, but that's what I did here because I feel very strongly about my water. What I also feel very strongly about is seeing you folks, boys and girls, this Friday we are dropping the second pot of the week. Again, we're going to iron out the details with the studio, with the guests, what days we're going to do it, what that second day is going to be. We are moving and grooving here Bobby and Bro Bible coming in hot and heavy. 
In case you didn't know, let me go ahead and remind you that I am Big Game Bob on your local airwaves. However you're listening, whyever you're listening, we're just happy you are listening. That behind the glass is Grace Ibrahim. I'm checking out. We will see you Friday, boys and girls. Thank you for being a part of this train. Let's keep it on chugging now. Take care. Everybody.